to another episode of You Didn't Ask with Frankie and Tish. <laughs> okay, so first off, let me just say that we are in no way on the Flying Dutchman, no. of course. Like, how could we be? But it kind of feels like that with all the right. wood in here. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to... All the wood in here. The hardwood. Um, yeah. Um, it. So... It's not a pirate event either, but we are sitting in a room that is wall-to-wall barrels of, I call it rum. But as Tish so cleverly pointed out to me... The mum rum. It's (laughs) barrels of mum. (laughs) (laughs) So it feels very piratey to me. Mm -hmm. I thought I'd just go there. Well, we could literally make a pirate ship from all the barrels that are in here, like a legit one. We could literally just like tie them together and throw them in the ocean and float on top of them, like 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 Tom Hanks and Castaway, (laughs) or like Tom Hanks and Joe versus the volcano. Either way, Tom Hanks likes being in the water, doesn't he? Uh, so we are currently at the Griffo Distillery in Petaluma, California, at the Griffo Spirited Pop Up. There you go. Yeah, there we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing mm-hmm. our doing our stuff over here in Petaluma. And I, actually, you know what's pretty funny is that I feel like for some reason being here makes me feel like I'm in 1992. I don't know why. I feel like I'm, I'm back in time. Like we were talking about on the earlier. time machine. <laughs> we've had flashbacks of like coming home after school, doing our homework, and be like these these songs really get me. Like, yeah, they had like- a they had a, a a live performer here, and for some reason, everything made me feel like I was Reese Witherspoon in in uh, Fear. Only Mark Wahlberg's not here. It's just oh, wait, Tish. Wait, what's yeah. happening? Uh, so yeah, we're here at this pop up. With a handful of amazing vendors, mm-hmm. as usual, doing our thing for the menagerie. And uh, this place is so awesome. It's beautiful. It's totally gorgeous. You guys should look up the website and check it out if you're in the area. Griffo. It was mm-hmm. totally unsuspecting, too. Like, where we were driving up, we're like, where are we? And then it was like, bam. But it seems like everybody in town knows where this spot is because there's all these people popping up. At yeah, the pop-up. and it was funny because some of them here deliberately, you know, t- several people had the intention of coming out here, but some were like, "Hey, I just came over here to grab a drink today, and look at what I had the fortune of running into." Mm-hmm. I always love those little happy accidents. Anyway, being in Petaluma is like I found that everywhere we go, everyone has stories Mm -hmm. and every town that we go into has like oh we have the most haunted hotel or we have like the coolest haunted locations and i'm just you know discovering on our journey that pretty much anywhere you go it it seems like spirit lies right like it's no matter what there is a high volume of stories and places and experiences yeah, because like, it's everywhere yeah all the towns are like have you been to this place have you been to that place have you been to this hotel have you been down this road have you oh these i have all these you know insane stories of you know paranormal activity here and there and it's mm-hmm. actually really cool like i thought that perhaps going from place to place we'd eventually hit somewhere that you know didn't have any haunted history like, but it's like no yeah <laughs> like this house is clean um but no everywhere has its haunted history and and petaluma just like everyone else has their haunted history and we've had so many people coming up to us today and telling us oh, a lot of stories ma'am a lot of really cool stories mm-hmm. i'm trying to get them to um reach out to us and so we can share them with you however it's so interesting too because i know we've talked about this before 
it's like 45% of people believe in paranormal, supernatural, you know, whatever. The unexplainable. Yeah, yeah. So basically that's half half the population. They believe, and right? then it's like one out of every five people believe that they have had some sort of experience. Mm-hmm. My answer is yes. <laughs> My answer is yes. So as we're doing our podcast, of course, there's people walking by and you know we're going to talk to everyone. So just realize that if there's little interruptions and stuff. Um, but what was I even saying? The, one, of, one in five oh, people. Oh, so yeah, one in five people believe that they have had some sort of experience, whether it's being, you know, seeing something, feeling something, uh, being touched, reached out and touched by someone <laughs> or something. <laughs> and I always find that, like, so... Cause, because the paranormal is actually looked at, like, there's no actual real... Evidence, heavy or, right. evidence. It's like, so it's, it's kind all, of like scoffed at right but so many people believe mm-hmm. and we hear so many stories i think it's one of those things like you've had to have had an experience or had some connection with something that you couldn't explain for that like that light switch to be like turned on or that switch to be turned on is like going from you can't it, there's no in between you can't like kinda it's either you you ha- you do or you don't what believe right i know and there's so many people like we met a young lady today that was like i believe in nothing in in no way shape or form yet do these ouija boards work right (laughs) you know like so i believe that even believers have a hard time voicing that they believe just because there's no tangible evidence you know seeing is believing but at the same time believing is seeing Mm -hmm. i don't know um and i don't it's so funny because we have people that are like, I've never seen anything. And I, you know, well, I don't witness anything. And I'm like, good for you. Right. And like, I'm like, how lucky you are. I don't even know what are. that's like. I haven't known that ever. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So I couldn't know. Like, for me, that's like saying, like, if I'm in a room, I, there's no like air to breathe. I, I, I don't know how to really describe that. Because and then I guess for them, it's the same in reverse. But I was kind of also surprised on... Um, what people do experience and like that they don't ever I guess go out and figure out what that means and you know what I often think too that I'm sure there's way more people that have experienced things but Mm -hmm. they've completely um, made logical sense of it or have you know ignored it that they don't realize that it's an experience especially because some of the um, ways that we uh, like we've talked about this before that that you're in touch with spirit resembles like health things so you know maybe they think that there's nothing going on and they're just their palms are sweaty right <laughs> for no reason you know maybe they think they're nervous or, or they, whatever they, like or they maybe they experienced something and after a few minutes they're like oh that was weird but that's nothing and i'm just well, gonna yeah, go about just my like, life and just like coming in here so mm-hmm. as soon as we walked in and we're setting up the table and i'm you know hooking up the podcast equipment my chest starts to get tight and i start to feel really heavy and um i realize and i'm like oh what is that what is that feeling and and i'm putting jewelry out and the bag that's sitting on the stool next to me starts to fall off the stool on you know undisturbed so I I have to push it back on and then I look and I realize there's someone there next to me and 
their energy is really heavy. So I ran outside and um, our friend Allie, if you guys look her up, mm-hmm. she is on Instagram as Tarot MC. So, so she's as a, spelled like Tarot and then E-M-C-E-E. Yeah. So she, I don't, she definitely does readings. I like to call her a psychic medium because she can f- like definitely 100% um, see spirit, contact spirit, talk mm-hmm. with spirit. And I, I didn't say anything to her. And I just said, hey, can you come over to our table really quick? And she's like, yeah, sure. And I said, stand right here. And so she walks behind the table. And as soon as she gets to the spot where I was feeling something, she like stops like she hit a wall. And then she turns around and looks at me. And she's like, there's something here. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> so then she kind of like, you know, feels around and all this stuff. And then she's like, I think I cleared the space. And, and she did. It felt very different after she left. And then it was funny because I didn't say anything to her because there was residual. There was a little bit left over. And I uh, thought, hmm, um, it didn't wholly want to leave. And she came and she said, hey, can I sage your area? Because I feel like there's some residual energy. And I thought that that was totally awesome she, that she picked she, up on that. Not only that, just she came like fully equipped <laughs> like and for us to like able to clear the space pretty effectively. Too. Yeah. She walked over here she with her sage, all her sage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and saged the area and we cleansed it. And now everything feels really good. I'm not, I'm not saying that whatever was here was here. It could have been something that we brought. And I'm also not saying that whatever was here was evil, but it was definitely heavy mm-hmm. and it was definitely, uh, an awkward feeling that you don't want to spend your, your, you know, six hours vending or five hours vending with joke that maybe there were, it says like these, these barrels have mum on there that maybe there's a body and <laughs> it's in mum. Them. It's mum in the barrel. Right, I know. Like it's right <laughs> behind us. And like, what if we are that close to something we didn't test? <laughs> no, that would be awful. I'm um, no, it's not true. It's rum. It's no. gotta be rum. It's Whiskey. high quality booze. Yes, it is very high quality. I wish that there was like one of those little, what are they called? I'm making um, hand movements, but that, like yeah. I know what it is. Well, you know, that like hand <laughs> movement is not appropriate for. I think you were trying to look for like some kind of like what do you call it, a tap? <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes the the juices flow. Yeah. Okay. Again. Could you imagine <laughs> hand hilarious. movements with that thought again, <laughs> with juices flowing? <laughs> so the cool thing here, though, is again being in Petaluma, just like every place that we've traveled to so far, they have their own ghost stories. Mm -hmm. And first off, this is a cool little town. Um, And, you know, we're close to Santa Rosa. So you guys know our love of Santa Rosa. If you listen to us visiting the Scream Mm -hmm. House and, you know, a lot of the areas in the Scream movie, plus all their haunted history and the rural cemetery. So it only makes sense that Petaluma being so close would have haunted history as well. And I think that, like, out here, I think maybe there are some kind of, like, super centers. And I feel like in this area, especially for all the people who've come up to us and told a story that maybe, maybe that there's just a little bit extra here. Well, maybe. I mean, if you look up online, there are tons of places throughout, like, this area that are thought to be haunted. Mm -hmm. So just, like, everywhere else, like people always are like no ghosts exist ghosts don't exist and that's like a big like argument or dispute you know here because there's no quote unquote evidence but people feel it sense it have seen it and 
there's tons of stories about locations here. So if you guys are locals, I know that you've heard of the Wall House at Haystack Landing. And there's a bunch of stories going around. Apparently there was like a big fire that killed a bunch of workers at like a nearby dock. And, you know, children were crushed between the, the, the barge and the dock. Mm. And now they say that those children haunt this area. And of course the people that were burned, they say they haunt this area. Mm-hmm. And there's also the wall house, which they like every place once said it was the world's most haunted location, you know? Um, and there are reports of, you know, ghosts there um, and a lot of people say, no, that's not true, that there were no ghosts there, but the believers, like, believe with every fiber of their body and, you know, have their own experiences and have their own feelings from from being there. But it sounds like there's a lot of trauma. There's some huge events that have happened here that have caused for there be a significant amount of activity, restless spirits... Okay, so apparently the people that, the the ghosts that, or the people that were killed and the ghosts that haunted the uh, dock, they say drove the people who lived in the wall house crazy, Mm -hmm. including um, descendants of the family and people who, like, stayed in the house. So, like, Amityville. In the 1970s, yeah. So, all this, like... You know, it's it's like urban legend type stuff, but people swear by it. And I want to say that even now, even though it's proven to be a location here, that some people even deny its, like, existence. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just, like, this is not what we want to be known for, so le- let's keep these stories out. Or if it's their own fear or, I don't know, It's probably anything. a combination of both. You know, I mean, like you want, you have a, a reputable town and you want to keep it positive and you want, or you want to have a certain kind of vibe uh, to bring in like tourism that may not be the, the aspect. Yeah, it always baffles me too, because I mean, it's either me you're it's on cool, one side right? or the other, right? We're believers and we think it's cool, but there's other people who aren't believers and don't want their locations to be known for that. Like mm-hmm. you could go down like anywhere, like, you know. I don't want to put any names of businesses out there that are totally, completely haunted. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, can I ghost hunt here? And they're like, absolutely not. That's not the kind of attention that we want to draw. That's not the type of clientele. But I feel like if you open it up to both, you're going to just like widen your audience. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, you can have, you can rotate. The but right. But there's going to be people that are going to hear that. And they're going to be like, Nope, I'm not going over there. And I'm not trying to go to a haunted place. So I don't know. It could go either way, but I feel like I would embrace it. I would totally mark it out. But I that's us. Yeah. But, but I think there's not too many people doing that. So I think that would be like a really good idea. Hint, hint people out there. You sold your idea. And we, you, you owe us a free night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, Definitely. We're so fortunate to do what we do and to meet so many people that are like, hey, mm-hmm. and we come, like, come ghost hunt at our house. Come what? stay in our basement. Come, you know, in every town that we go to and all the people that we meet, we find new locations that are just like so it's mind boggling. I don't even know what to say. I'm at a loss for words right now. What One thing, too, I want to point out is like every single time that we um, we meet people and we hear stories and we have connections 
um, the more we learn, the more questions come up. It's like it's like an ongoing process, and I feel like where we're at, like it's almost accelerated. I feel Bye. like. Bye. <laughs> what were we even talking about? I got so distracted. The I'm distracted by everything. The more we do, the more people come with questions. And oh yeah. The questions we try to find the answers to only to is like a never. Then yeah, and then the more we find out, right. and the more people want to know, and then the more they want to know, the more we want to research, and mm-hmm. then the more research, the more it's like on and on. Like today, I think we've talked to more people today at this pop up mm-hmm. than we probably have doing this for. You know, over a year now. Yeah, and some people with stories that were like, you know, they totally understand what we're about. Here's an extra story. Here's this extra place. And then some people like this is the beginning of their their I guess journey. And you can see that that light switch got turned yeah. on and realize, oh no, I didn't realize that I should have been paying attention to X, Y, and or Z that I was I doing this and I shouldn't have been doing this and mm-hmm. I should have been doing that. Mm-hmm. Or oh great, I was already doing this. Tell me more. You know, like just opened up. Or experiences that they had in their childhood in which they were too scared to f- try to find out what it was. And now as an adult, thinking back about what happened. And, and I love that. I love those yeah. little moments, like to see like the light in people's eyes or the fear. Because mm-hmm. sometimes they're like, oh, crap, yeah. what do we do? And we're like, no, 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 no yeah, you know, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Like right. you're on the right path. Just set your intention. Or, okay, maybe you went took a little misstep but that's okay just set your attention it's right. not too late it's not like you invoked the uh, you know the antichrist <laughs> and you're gonna be living out the if rest you of your did life get the fuck away from me please in the exorcism back movie. It's not like the that. fuck up i'm sure that if that was the case we would have recognized it six <laughs> miles away coming um or maybe not and it, it is a little tricky it kind trickster. of inspired me to like um start doing research and buying books and i i'm like really excited about some books that i'm coming in and one of them being specifically just about ghosts and um, sharing that information. I want to like collect stuff and eventually digest and make it smaller packets of information just so it's easy for anyone to like pick up and, and, and read um, and start expressing that stuff on the website. So if there's anything that you guys are wanting to know, um, an experience that you have, um, some questions, all of that stuff. You guys remember that you guys can direct it towards us. Yeah, don't be afraid to reach out because, like I said, we have people that come to us here and they think that that has to be the end of it. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I need information. I'm so glad I talked to you, or I was too afraid to. Or you guys gave contact us you too much and information and I can't remember anything. Go to our website. You didn't ask thirteen. Or contact us on Instagram and we'd be happy to answer questions too. Mm-hmm. But yes, you didn't ask thirteen dot com is the place to be. And I know that we always say that we're excited about our events. And we really are. I mean, this is, like, such a great opportunity for us to, like, network, meet people. And this a is a dog barking <laughs> in the it's, the, it's a wolf. It's the official mascot of the menagerie. <laughs> barking over there. I can see. Hello, baby. Uh, I got distracted again. See? ADHD. We're excited to do these Oh, events. yes. We're so excited to do every single one mm-hmm. of these events, every single time. But honestly, we're talking to the vendors around us. And the one that's upcoming, the big one, we call it the Super Bowl of vending. the vending <laughs> shows, is the one that's happening on the 3rd and 4th of December at the Winchester Mystery House. If you can't understand why, I probably cannot help you understand why. It's like, you know... 
It's like if Elvis walked into the building. Right. But we're walking into Elvis's building, Mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you don't know the history of the Winchester Mystery House, oh, man. Definitely do some some light reading. It won't take much to um, catch you up. But for us to be able to be there with a menagerie doing an event is going to be absolutely incredible on those grounds. I don't think that there's been a time that I've visited the Winchester Mystery House that we didn't or I didn't have some kind of experience, whether it be seeing orbs, uh, cold drafts, even in the you know hottest temperatures of the summer. Or just having like a general uh, feeling that there's some kind of just a presence or hearing someone behind you and you turning Mm -hmm. around and looking and there's nobody fucking there like (laughs) that is the clincher for me. Um, So yeah, it's it's so full of mystery. Yeah, and I feel like Sarah Winchester was one hundred percent misunderstood. So um, being in her space is such a privilege. And I don't think that, I think a lot of people take that for granted Mm -hmm. to be able to experience that, to be able to walk through her home um, that she was creating for whatever her beliefs were is just like, uh, look, I can't even figure out the words. It's a blessing, I guess. It's, it's luck. It's, we're lucky to live in a time that we can experience it. And then on top of that, you can tour the house. Mm-hmm. And then walk through the market, and it's a two-day market. Um, that I lazy just put on both days again. Yes. We've said it before because there's different vendors, different days. Yeah, so it's a two-day market put on by uh, the Menagerie Oddities Market. And if you don't know, you do know now. We are the official podcast of the Menagerie, and they put on wonderful events, whether they're big or small, you know, sweet little intimate ones that we've Mm -hmm. been to for the 125 years of Dracula, which were just like some of our favorite getting to meet Dacre and stuff. But all of their events are absolutely incredible. So going, you know, to these places and and they're all themed and, you know, they have their own little feel and just... Or maybe you don't live anywhere close by and you know, like, a really cool location. Maybe you should hit up the menagerie and be like, hey, well, there's this spooky place. It's got plenty of parking and maybe you guys should come visit. Yeah, like, there's all, they're always, you the know. The worst they can say is no. Yeah, they're always looking for new, really cool, interesting places. So, okay, so first off, the dangerous thing is we're right next to Big Top Sweet Shop. She makes the most delectable chocolates. Um, she gets chocolate from Belgium and they're all just like not your normal. And I'm not supposed to have sweets and yet I buy every <laughs> single time. Her bonbons and it's not just your normal chocolate so it's, you know, pumpkin but with a twist of something else. I've had lavender from her. I've had Earl Grey chocolates. I've had like you I, name it. Yeah, I bought and smoked caramels. And they're all like tasty they taste expensive and then they look amazing too so she does really cool designs and stuff on them with the lack of a better way to describe it's like an orgasm in your mouth (laughs) kind of like ooh, i can just like all the little little rods in the back not rods but all the taste buds just i get like sparked up you know like yes i know exactly what you're talking about it's like ratatouille how he (laughs) he takes a bite and he can taste all the flavors that's exactly what it's like (laughs) when you eat her candy so and, and then she's like the coolest like person ever, the sweetest, most yes. wonderful, awesome person. So you're gonna get candy from and and your heart's gonna fill up knowing that you're helping out a wonderful person that has her own small business. And then next to her is our pal Matt Gashley Tentacles, who 
you guys, I own like I think four or five of his little critters. Um, they're just like the coolest little like stuffed animals. They're like bunny rabbits and giraffes mm -hmm. and like this kind of stuff. Some bats and stuff, but they have little fangs. Goats. Like yeah, they have teeth. They have these sharp fanged teeth, and they're so cool. And I always buy from him. And then across from us is Mashali Mashali Designs, and she's also black widow bottles so she's got really cool um specimens that she sells uh you have to see it yeah they're really like description won't do it justice more than jewelry and like just like um animals that are like uh preserved they're like works of art that almost feel like too precious and i want to wear. say that she raises them where is she really quick um tracy where are you? And I'm talking about her on the podcast and I needed to ask her something. And it was about your widows. So do you raise them? I do. Okay, so that's what I was going to say. You raise your own widows. I do. And then how do you get your other specimens? Um, various places. Um, definitely sourced from snake breeders. I several, so it's not all just from one breeder. Reptiles, the other ones like the geckos and um, other reptiles like that come from gecko breeders, several of them. So, and the farm animals and the ranch animals come from people who raise animals for food. And I have two different farms I get them from. That, they're so cool. I mean, we stare at them all the time. My my child is deathly afraid of spiders, but still um, is totally intrigued by your black widows. I mean, it's amazing that this like poisonous creature is still so beautiful mm -hmm. and can be made into a work of art that everyone can enjoy and you've preserved it in such a way that it's like you get it and you have it lifelong and it they're just incredible and then not only that i don't know if you specifically go in and pose them but the way that they're sitting in the bottle i'm getting chills right now talking about it because like they're each different they're each different. Yeah, I spend a lot of time articulating them in a specific position so they mm -hmm. look um, more authentic. Right. So they really, you can't appreciate how beautiful they are when they're sort of bunched up in a little ball. So I try to articulate their legs and kind of get them in positions where you might see them in nature. Mm -hmm. And they're so, I mean, you... They're very animated. Right. You, you raise them. Are they... I feel like they're very aggressive. Do you feel that at all? No, they're very shy because every experience that I've had, I've been chased by a black widow. Right. Well, don't get me wrong. They're venomous. Um, there's a lot of snakes that are venomous, just some of them not to the degree where you're actually going to have a reaction. Um, and black widows do have venom that can um, give people a reaction, especially if there's some sort of allergy, like a bee allergy or something like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Um, they shouldn't, that shouldn't be taken for granted. However, I raised so many, and they're all so shy. You know, they really would rather retreat. Do you ever hold them? I mean, when they're still alive, no. living? No. I do this, but I'm also not dumb. You know, <laughs> right. I, like, they're unpredictable when they're scared. Right. Like, I could if I wanted to let them walk on me and hold really still because they don't know that they're blind. So you don't know the difference between walking on the ground, a branch, or your arm if you don't move. So being that they're blind, they really rely 100% on the movement of their web, which is specifically um, woven so that they can detect food, a predator. So like I said, if you if I don't move, I, I absolutely could have them walk on me. But I think my fear would be that I would um, naturally react and then I would hurt them. Like I would accidentally, like, you know, when you jump. Yeah, freak yeah. out and they'd fly and, right. And, and they play dead, so they will drop off 
whatever branch or whatever, if they fear, they'll they'll fall through the ground and they'll play dead. And they could play dead for days. So it's like uh, biting is a last yes defense, basically. Yeah, yes. yeah. Fun fact too is that there's a it's called a dry bite, and if the prey or the predator or whatever it is that they're trying to defend themselves against. Um, is going to take all of their venom, then they won't do it. They'll give you like a dry bite because it's precious. Their venom right. is what they need to, to you know. It's kill. like here, I'm freaking you out. <laughs> I'm making you believe that I'm taking you down. Right. But so, yeah. Right. So right. They, they, um, they say they reserve their real venom for actual food. That's so cool to know. Yeah. And you know what? I have to thank you because I did not prepare you for this. I just said, hey, come here really quick. It's okay. No, <laughs> so I thank you for your time. But I mean, we, we sit across from you so many times at so many vending events. And we're just like in awe staring at everything that you have. And I think that people should know more about you. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you are also, I believe, an exclusive uh, menagerie vendor too, right? Yes. So you're only ever going to see her at menagerie events. You're going to be able to see her works of art because that's truly what they are. Imagine mm -hmm. all the hard work that goes into her, you know, raising these spiders and then preserving them, like I said, in such a way that you can enjoy them lifelong. So, I mean, I'm totally in awe of your work. I do want to rec recommend to your audience that you Google or watch on YouTube Black Widow Behavior. Um, that's a safe way to appreciate their beauty and how they behave. And Watching them weave webs is absolutely incredible. Like, it's a beautiful thing. People are frightened of spiders, but if they're in a safe, secure place or on the web, you know, watching them weave a web is absolutely fascinating. They're, they're so smart. Right. I have one in the front of our house, and we've been watching it, and we just, like, left it there because, like, we'd rather it have the flies and bugs that are trying to enter the house. Like, we were like, we leave it alone. As long as it's on the house, it's okay. But I was like, uh, I definitely will check that out and start watching those videos. NASA um, did a study on their webbing itself for the strength. That's how strong their webs wow, are. Wow, that's cool. Yet when they want something or they're trying to get navigate through their own web but they need to get through a tough part, they can bite it off. They can bite it away. So it's just an incredible um, part of nature that I just absolutely love. That, and mm -hmm. that people take for granted or mm -hmm. that people fear too much to learn about. Yes. And yeah, and that's what I really why I really enjoy what you do because you've taken the time to do that and now educate us on it. So mm -hmm. it's greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. Thank I, you. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. So again, so vendors like this, vendors that you're not going to see anywhere else, products that you're not going to see anywhere else, and that you're likely not going to see at any other vending and event. And the knowledge base that goes behind all the work that these people do is like incredible too. Like so the you're time, the effort, the experience. money, the experience, right. Like, I am telling you guys, there's no way that I could express to you being able to have the privilege to do something like this. Just being able to be in the presence of some of these vendors and see or their work. It's like going to an art museum. If you can't make it, check out the list of the vendors that are going to be in there and check out their stuff. Or like, friend them yeah, on Facebook, on Instagram, Instagram yeah. TikTok, wherever they're located. Check out their websites and see if there's things that you can support if you can't make it to these events. Please do. Yeah. I mean, with the the... I don't know how else to say this. Like, there's, you know, a million Targets. There's a million Walmarts. There's a million places that you can go buy a million things that a million people already have. Mm -hmm. Or you can buy something original and unique from someone that has made it with the time and effort in their own hands. And then have a piece that you can talk about forever. Mm -hmm. and, and no one ever have anything like it. Mm -hmm. 
So please come support. We appreciate you guys so much. Please follow the Menagerie Oddities Market on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And uh, follow us as well on all those same places. And you can always go to youdidn'task13.com and check out what we have. We have stuff for sale on our website as well as, you know, information for you guys to help educate you if there's anything else more that you want to learn. And then links to all these things that we're talking about just in case you forgot and you need to go there. And then just know that we're really easy to talk to, really easy to reach out to. So if you want any more information, whether it be about the menagerie or um, about what we do, you know that we are ghost hunters as well. I'd like to see that we are amateur ghost hunters because we're taking this journey with you this learning journey um and we appreciate you guys following us all this time so thank you and remember if you're going to be paranormally active always use protection Bye. bye